Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking back up a new Morning Mercies, um, and if you do follow along with us, if you have this book, uh, if you don't, there's a link in the description if you guys want to check it out, but we're actually going to be doing September 25th's devotional because September 26th is a poem, and so this one kind of gives us a little bit more of a chance to, to talk about after. Yeah, let's jump in. Today's devotional says this. Discouragement focuses more on the broken glories of creation than on the restoring glories of God's character, presence, and promises. What captures your mind controls your thoughts and dominates the desires of your heart. Outside of intentional moments of public or private worship, what occupies your private meditation? That which dominates your meditation shapes the way you view yourself life, and God, and your view of those things shape the choices you make and the actions you take. Is your meditation kidnapped by the disloyalty of that good friend, the sorry state of your finances, disappointment with your church, the dysfunction of your extended family, problems in your marriage, the daily struggles of parenting, your frantic and demanding schedule, physical sickness, the daily hardships of life in this fallen world. Now, you may be thinking, Paul, what do I do with this stuff? How am I supposed to respond? Well, one of the themes of this devotional is that biblical faith, that is true faith in the existence, presence, promises, and provisions of God, never requires you to deny reality in any way. It is not biblical faith to try to convince yourself that things are better than they actually are. It is not biblical faith to work to make yourself feel good about what is not good. Biblical faith looks reality in the face and does not flinch. On the other hand, there is a crucial difference between facing hard realities and allowing those realities to dominate the meditation of your heart. Here's what biblical faith does. It examines reality but makes the Lord its meditation. It is only when you look at life through the window of the glory of the one who has been the source of your meditation that you see reality accurately. The more you meditate on your problems, the bigger and more insurmountable they seem to be. Meditating on God in the midst of your trouble reminds you once again that the God of whom grace has connected you is meditating on God in the midst of your trouble, reminds you once again that the God to whom grace has connected you is magnificent in his grandeur and glory. He is infinitely greater than any problem you could ever experience. Then your responses are shaped by his glory and not by the seeming size of your problems. Can we get an amen? Amen. God is infinitely bigger than our problems. Mm -hmm. It almost makes you want to cry because you get so overwhelmed in our day-to-day highs and lows that we forget that God is doing something far bigger, much more grand, and much more restorative than what we can immediately see whenever we're just living inside of our own hardships. And But honestly... 
I empathize with this devotional 100% because Tori and I have been in a super kind of overwhelming season. Yeah. And the way I've described it to some of our friends, I'm sure you've heard me say this, but I keep saying that it's overwhelming, but we're not overwhelmed. Yeah. And I love this confrontation because you're not practicing toxic happiness where I'm a Christian. Everything's great. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm good. I'm blessed and highly favored. We're not mm-hmm. playing that game. Yeah. We are facing reality that sickness sucks. Like it's sorry yeah. to use that phrase, but it sucks. It's hard. Yeah. It's so hard and life can be so hard in so many different ways that we know a lot of you have experienced and we don't want to look at that and just try to fake happiness because we're, we're believers upon the Lord and we're just like, yeah, yeah. And and we just try to negotiate with ourselves. But the good thing about what this devotional is saying is, is there's two paths you can take, right? You can take the path where you're constantly focusing on your problems and they become bigger and God becomes smaller. Mm -hmm. Or you can take the path where you're constantly focused on God in a way that he becomes bigger and your problems become smaller. Amen. Yeah. It's something that I feel like we talk about a ton, but it's like what we focus on is magnified. And so just like you were saying, focus on Mm. our problems, we magnify our problems. It's almost like taking a magnifying glass where anything that you put it over will be magnified. Exactly. And you can put it on your problems or on God. Um, yeah. And I just encourage you to think about where you're at with this in your own life. Like what is dominating the majority of your thoughts? What are you meditating on the most? And it's very easy. Like we don't want to sit here and say that this is something that we have perfected. No, No. (laughs) very far from it. But I think it's always so good to take that inventory of your thought life. Like think about what you're thinking about. Even today, as you go about your day, is there a reoccurring thought that just keeps coming up that you're battling or you're struggling with and that you're meditating on? Because like this devotional was saying, I want to read this part again. It says, what captures your mind controls your thoughts and dominates the desires of your heart. And so that which dominates your meditation shapes the way you view yourself, life, and God. And then your view of those things shapes the choices you make and the actions that you take. Mm -hmm. And so your thought life, your thought patterns, it really dictates a lot of things in your life. That's why the Bible says, take your thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Because we can do our own like negotiation in our brain. We are like, We think we're attorneys in our brain. Like, well, I can definitely think about this because of X, Y, and Z. And I can be stressed out because of X, Y, and Z. And we can like justify why we're thinking the way we're thinking or why we're acting the way we're acting. But is it in in accordance to the way God is calling us to think, to act, to view life, to view him, et cetera, to, to view our circumstances? Because I loved, again, what he said, biblical faith looks reality in the face and does not flinch because we know that our God is so much bigger than whatever we're walking through. Yeah. It's so important for us to take that inventory. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I would personally encourage you to go back through your most like last 15 text conversations Mm -hmm. and scroll up a little bit. What, what are you talking about? Go look at your bank statement, your credit card statement, Go look at what you're spending money on. Go look at these things and it'll show you what you've been focused on. And again, this is not a call out. This is just a call up that, hey, let's all take the inventory because everything flows from those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if we can get a wrangle on our thoughts, if we can wrestle them into submission and make them obedient to Christ, then life will flow out of it. 
But if we don't do that, then we're going to fall. Because I think the big thing I want to focus in on here is that the world is not helping you. Like the world is not helping you focus on God. The world's goal is to pull you away from him. And so that means that we need to actively resist that urge and the way we spend money, the way we talk to people, the way we pursue education, the way we try to do ministry, everything will try to pull our eyes off of him and put it on the world. And so because of that, now we know that it's going to help us. It's going to make us want to compensate a little bit more Mm -hmm. to take that extra step to say, you know what? Yeah. I know this devotional is about 10 minutes long. I'm going to take an extra five at the end and I am going to think about what I think about. Because yeah. if I can get a hold of my thoughts, I can get a hold of my future and I can walk with God in that future. Yeah, that's so good. Want to pray some out? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this reminder today. Father, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would be so active within us that we would truly think about what we're thinking about. And if any of those thoughts are not in accordance with the way that you would have us thinking, God, would you help us take them captive and make them obedient to you? Father, we pray that our eyes would be so focused on you, that you would be glorified, that you would be magnified. And in that, Father, our circumstances, our hardships, the things that we're walking through, they would be put into the right perspective through the lens of who you are inside of our circumstances, Father, that our circumstances don't dictate our joy, that our circumstances don't dictate our peace, Father, that you do. No matter what they are, you are our source of peace. You are our source of hope. You are our source of strength, Father. So I pray that we run to you first, that we seek you first, that our view is correct, Father. We can't do this without your help. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When I was at perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we're talking to you tomorrow. Adios. Adios.